Yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? Did you see the pictures of the new proposed arena setup, Dave? Dude, that's insane. Second that, that tallest sl- building in the United States, dude. Did you that's hear that insane. part? I, yeah, I was like, I was, uh, Blake and I were talking about it the other day. Blake, thank um, you for sending me the pictures. I haven't responded, but shit, look at this stuff, dude. dude. I, the second I saw that building, I was like, that looks, that looks so enormous. And then there's like four other buildings that are around it. Oh yeah. And then I started beautiful. like looking at it, and I started realizing that like those like four other buildings were almost the size of Devon. <laughs> I was like, what? Dwarfs everything. This whole man. area is is just booming, man, and it's so exciting for Oklahoma City. Oh man, I hope they get that done. It's great to at least dream that way. Yo, right. Speaking of getting it done, getting we it smashed done. the Grizzlies, which every victory against the Grizzlies by a substantial margin is it's a little okay. bit chipping away back at that 70 point loss that we had that mm. one time but anyway we'll, we'll move on we'll move on listen just a little bit what we're seeing from chet yeah i'm i'm just gonna say it right now dude chet looks to me like an all-time great the only thing that he mm. doesn't have right now mm. is enough repetition to know how to go out and get 30 every night but if you look at those blocks dude if you look i mean get seven of them in three quarters my God. And, dude, they were spectacular. And, like, he just tied Serge Ibaka, Ibaka's record for the most blocks in a two-game okay. span in I got, history. I got a question for that. I, I, Michael Cage said that, but then I, I did the Michael Cage math on that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Seven mm-hmm. plus nine is 16. And yet Serge Ibaka holds the record with 15. Okay. so Ah, Michael Cage, so you, you messed us saying, up, man. Okay, so you're saying we, he got the record. Plus, I think he the got game, the record. He's knocking down threes right he's dunking on people people are throwing lobs like like what he's doing if you just looked at the study the highlights you'd be like well this is one of the best players in the league like and you're like oh well, his stats aren't like whoa eye popping other than the blocks but it's like what how long does it take for a superstar to get to the point where he's averaging 30 like, players don't come in and average 30 right away none of them do so what is it going to take for him to get there four years four years of him just being consistent like this guy, Chet is special. Uh, oh, and by the way, Shea put up thirty. You're wrong. You're wrong. Four years now, bro. Okay, tell me how long. I'm I'm sorry, man. All right, what's gonna happen? Let me tell you what's gonna happen. Chet is gonna be an all star this year. After he's an all star this year, he's gonna be second all NBA um, team this year. All right, fucking second superstar. all NBA. He might he might get you know stuffed down in the third all NBA team just because he's a rookie, but he will be po- in the all NBA won't team. Be as high as what people want. That's the, the right. Trick. And then. His second year, he's going to come back, and he's going to be immediately an all-star starter. He's going to 24? be a first-team All-American, uh, first-team All-Defense. Um, uh, I'm sorry. And this year, he will be in first-team All-Defensive team as well. Next hmm. year, he'll be the Defensive Player of the Year. He will have you know all these hmm. other things that he's coming in. This is what we've been saying about Chet, man. When when people were saying that Chet was going to be this type of player, or whatever, and we would sit there and laugh at them because we we knew Chet was going to be a way better idea of what he was going to be. I knew that he yeah, was going to be putting up insane block were, numbers. You were saying that it wasn't fair for Wemby that people were comparing Chet to Wemby yeah, because Chet was not. so much more ready for the NBA, and, and Wemby just needs some more time, and that's fine. Like I, we think he's got you know supreme talent. He does things that nobody else can do. But the where Chet is at right now, like nobody, nobody in the league, no center in the league should be forced to be compared to him because he's yeah. one of one. Yeah, dude. I mean. 
it's the big dick energy, bro. And I think that that's something that you cannot deny at this point is that what you're seeing right now with Chet is it's truly spectacular. But I, I want to take this one step further. Can we please do that? Do you mind me doing that? Oh, I always like it when you do that. All right. So I've been looking at great duos and I had a couple duos um, on that was pulled up here. Like when I say duos, I, I'm going straight defensive duos. We'll talk about the offensive in a second, but defensive duos in the NBA, right? In my opinion, the pinnacle of defensive duos has to start with the Los Angeles Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? I think that that would be one of the best duos in the league, if not the best. I, let's just put it out there. I think it's the best because if you're going to say they're, they're good, but I, I don't, I don't love it because they're both wing defenders. So kind okay. of like, all right. So then, then we can go with our uh, Rudy Gobert and um, Jaden uh, McDaniels, who both of those guys I feel like are really good defenders. Then you jump down on one more in the East. You Giannis and Brooke Lopez, right? Hmm. So those are some of the better um, defensive duos in the league. And I know that you guys will have some um, great defensive duos that, that are out that there. That there's like there's something lacking with those. I mean, like but, seriously. But if you take the straight up best duo in the league, you got to start right now with one of the lead um, blocking, you know, centers, one of the lead blockers in the league right now, which is Chet. Um, I think he's top three, top four, whatever he is. Um, then Shea's the, um, the best, um, I mean, he's leading the league in steals by, I think he only has got like 2.9 a game right now or something like that. So, That's and he's awesome. leading the league by almost a, uh, a single steal a game. So think about right. that guys. So there's not even a close, uh, uh, second place to that. I think I was looking at, I think, uh, Shea has, um, more steals than he does turnovers. So I think he has like, like something crazy, like something 60, something um, steals and 27 turnovers. So, wow. um, his turnover ratio compared to steals is insane right now. So then you start looking at that and then you start saying, okay, is Chet and shade the best defensive duo in the league for sure. And, and you cannot deny that these two guys are the best duo in the league and defense. I, I think anybody at this point that would say, well, and then they start thinking about it. any bright mind in the NBA will say, well, I don't, well, you know, and they start thinking about it. And they're like, you're right. You're right. This is the best defensive duo in the league because you're saying the best defensive guard in the league right now is, is Shea, and he's proving that right now. And then the best defensive big man right now in the league, in my opinion, is Chet, and people are starting to recognize that. Yes, I'm a little bit biased on that part, but I don't give a shit right now because Chet is so spectacular. The things that he's doing, the blocks that he's getting from, where he's jumping from, it's just insane, man. Like It's things that we haven't seen in, in a generation. Of, of players. I mean, we're talking like Kevin Garnett type shit. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's not hard to really, I, I think we we're going to be about the same level of team again, about a 500 team. Yeah. So how much does Chet help us? How much are we above 500? I think that's a fair assessment of this season yeah. right now. I agree, I mean, man. It's going to keep going, but this guy is a game changer. And we're finding our t- ourselves in a spot where we win games and, and our, our starters can rest the whole fourth. And that's great because you know what? We're about to hit a really tough stretch, Dave. I know. That's really going to be hard, tough. bro. But, yo, these games are good for us right now because we're, like, learning to put teams away. And that bench unit, Dave, they, yeah. they made sure that we played all 48. I was really proud of what they did because mm. the Jazz, they embarrassed our bench. And they almost oh, made yeah, us feel like dude. we had to put the starters back in. <laughs> they did sometimes though bro it does happen but the bench decided that they were going to take some pride on defense yeah and when you got down i think we were 15 deep in that at the end there 
Like Mitchich was yeah. making plays. Um, Trey Mann was making plays. Yeah. Sar was making plays. I, I really was proud of that group. Um, but going back to how we put them away, because look, at first, um, you know, half, it was kind of back and forth. We couldn't mm. really create any separation until the last couple of minutes. That was sweet. You know, yeah. and then the third quarter, it was over. Um, and that's how we want to play games, bro. Like, if we can do that, we're ready for the playoffs. It might take but, two years for us to do that, but if we can do that, we don't have to push Shea. He gets 30 and three, we're good. It, this is, I mean, this is what we have to do against teams like this. I'm sorry. It just is. I mean, this team will be completely different um, in March. This team yeah. will be completely different in March and April. I think that this team could do something like, I don't know, they got 57 games left, something like that. Um, 35 and 12 maybe they could do something like that something crazy Great. like that when you get everybody back that they're missing um but even then that's still going to put them at the sixth seed um and it's crazy because i mean i, I think they're missing this, more than they think I, I i don't think they're one one player away i think they, they're not but they they have six guys right now that are on the, the um injured list and all the six guys are major contributors on this team so I think that this team is a shadow of the team that we'll beat. Right. But we weren't doing that last year. We weren't beating the teams that we should beat. And And, and, and yeah, this this third string team, like uh, let's say it was was Mishich, um, uh, Trey Mann, Livia Sar, Usman Jang, like that that team right there, like they gave up a lot of points at the end of the game. That's not diss on them, um, but they gave up a lot of points, and that's and otherwise this this would have been a thirty point blowout. It would have been, should have been, but and it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter because these guys were able to get to that bench right there, and and Shay, like you said, thirty points. Talk to me about um, Giddy, because I mean I thought he played a really good game. Sixteen, hey, well, it's, it's a double double. He, I mean, and it was double double in rebounds. That's controlling what you can control. You know, I, you're right. And and if you looked at some of the times that he was, um, the people that were guarding him, you know, smaller guys, um, you know, like he was able to use his size and and, and to that advantage. And the the reality of the situation is is that there everybody's eyes were on Chet and Jalen and Shea and and you know sort of Dort. I mean, Dort was shooting well last night, so they're constantly looking at him. Yeah. So. Josh Giddy got le- left in the the afterthought. A lot of what was happening, and and I, I've said this before. I, I tru- truly truly think that when we play at home, Josh will get more playing time, and that's just more to protect Josh and and make sure that Josh is being taken care of. Last night, twenty four minutes and yeah. six for twelve um, from field goal, and that was exactly what he needed to do. He had twelve rebounds, man, four assists, one steal, and he was just everywhere. He got a couple deflections, and I felt like what Josh is doing is exactly what we need for this team. And, and I get it. Some people are, are going to continue to talk shit on him and, and add him to every single trade. But we all know deep down inside that there's something special with Josh and we just got to hold on tight and keep him hold, keep on going, see what he yeah. can bring us. He didn't knock down a three that I remember. Um, and they left him completely alone. So he's getting that Dort treatment and he's going to have to work his way through that. But when the NBA teams decide that's how they're going to challenge you on the three-point line, it actually becomes just target practice. And he can he'll figure it out. It's about taking your time, stepping into it. I see what he does. He'll keep working at it. And when he starts knocking him down, they'll start closing out. And when he does, he'll be able to drive past him. Um, his whole game will keep getting better. But Man. he kept finishing at the basket. But what you got? Before we get out and talk, or not get out of here, but before we stop talking about the Grizzly game here, I want to say I'm kind of disappointed, man. 
when um, we talked about the beginning of the year and you said, without John Morant, where do you think this team will go? Do you remember what I said? No. I said five and 20. And you laughed. <laughs> this team went six and 19, bro. I was one game up. <laughs> Damn. I don't remember laughing. Dude, but this is when, when, when we knew that Ja was not going to play and he was done. I knew that this Grizzly team was not going to be good. And I, and I still question whether or not they should bring him back and, and bring anybody back and, and make this team healthy because they could be really utilized the draft picks this year. Um, and the draft is, is really strong and they could get another guy around jaw to, to have a one, two punch. That would be a, a pretty sick combo of a seven two you know, guy. And I think that this would be a really smart way of doing things, but I think Memphis Grizzlies in the, is in the win now situation. Um, even though I think that they should, uh, at least get one more year of drafting before they, they should be done. Right on dude. Now let's talk about the thunder, bro. Yeah. Um, all right. So where are we at right now? Obviously, we started out talking about Chet and Shea defensively. I mean, like, I feel like that's what we need to focus on because, like, we're entering really rarefied territory about dominance, I think. Um, it's hard to really comprehend and, and, and compare it. I just think a lot of times with these types of situations, we look for historical comparisons, and I really sure. don't think there is one because right now we're seeing the beginning of Chet's rookie year. We don't really know what we're going to see. Like, sure. Like, his dominance is going to be something special. Well, let's just, let's just put this in, like, like porn terms, guys, for the guys like that shit, right? Um, for a long time, I've been, like, trying to explain this team to people, and the only way I can, like, really explain it um, is that, you know, you've got showers and growers, right? And like, as much as I want to say that this Oklahoma city thunder team is a, is a shower, right? I feel like this Oklahoma city thunder team is a grower, like behind, behind the curtains are like a 11 and a half, 11 and a half inch cock. You know, you just got to wait until it grows before you see what's happening, you know? So like, that's what I feel like with this thunder team is that like, we're still not seeing the best. <laughs> we're not even close to understanding how big this team could get. And how good this team could get. And I think it's the more time that we just be patient and just wait and don't rush it. Yeah. Utilize the weapons around us, bro. So um, I like that. That's really good. I, I can't one up it, but I just think like a lot of people are afraid to believe that this team is ready to contend this year. And I mm. think the reason they talk themselves out of the thunder is because of youth. But can we, can we here look past that? And can we just say, like, if this team was four years into this experiment and this was what we felt like their peak was, could we talk ourselves into them actually being a contender? Um, if Chet was, was Shea's age, I think everybody would say that this, this is a, a contending team. Let's, um, just, let's, just, say, but, let's but, just say that this is the best this team ever gets. Okay. Like, right. let's just say the team does not improve for whatever reason. We never get healthy again. What if this is the best this team ever gets? Like, are we a contender? I mean, that's where, that's where I keep going back to is that if, if this is the best this team ever gets, um, we have to find this as a contending team. And the reason is, is because when you have the best duo on defense, um, one-two punch on defense, and I would consider a top five duo on offense. 
uh, yeah. you've got to be sitting there looking at it like, okay, you know, like, and here's the thing is that we know, we know for a fact that even if Chet doesn't get any better at all, and this is the best we'll ever see Chet, that this is good enough. This, what we're seeing right now from Chet is good enough to Yo, be a top two team in the, in the league. What are we seeing from Chet from, from a clutch perspective? I think it's so hard to grasp, but you need to look at this. Like Coach has used, I think, all four of his challenges recently on blocks by Chet. And the refs are just four, not no. even comprehending what he's doing. And then they missed another one, but Coach is out of challenges. Like They keep calling fouls on Chet, and they go back yeah. and they look at it, and they're like, did he do the slightest, littlest, tiniest thing wrong? And they can't find one thing he's doing wrong, dude. I've never seen a defender play so perfectly. That but they, you know what's re- happening now, though? What's is that? when Coach is challenging those, those calls, the refs are second-guessing themselves when Chet goes up to block a shot now. I know. And it's, and it's insane to me because they're like, I, can't, I don't want to call that. You know, because like, he does it right. They give him the benefit of the doubt now. They're starting and, and to I, begin to, barely. And, and this goes back to Carson right here saying, we're not getting talked about it on ESPN. You're right. It's coming. It's coming. But guess what? When you have somebody like Chet out there that's demanding people, like putting up nine blocks against um, Denver. All-time putting great. Up, yeah, stuff, seven blocks right here. All-time and, you great. You know, now, yeah, like this is, again, what we're seeing is like people are going to start saying, oh, yeah. And then obviously with Shea, three steals, four steals. Five steals, six steals. Like we're the most going, exciting team in the NBA by far. And, and people are going to start seeing that. And then that's, that's when it gets going crazy. Is like That's when people are like, okay, I want to watch this game. And it's all about numbers. Like When the numbers on NBA TV and all the illegal platforms are, are really high up on the Thunder, then that's when they start broadcasting yeah. it. And right now, it's just not there. But it's coming because when you watch this team play, with what Shea does below the rim and what Chet does above the rim, like there are more moments. You throw in J Dub and, and Giddy's passes and another side on out of bounds bucket for Giddy. Like you find yourself cheering out loud more than I have ever felt with one team. Like there was peak of Oklahoma City Thunder when we went to the finals, right? That year you found yourself cheering out loud a lot. But mm. most of the out loud cheering took place in the playoffs. Right now, I'm constantly up out of my seat because of things that Chet's doing that I had no idea he could do. So I'm in like shock. I'm like, ah, constantly. He's, he's playing the game perfectly. He knocks down the threes. He defends at a high pace. He gets out and runs. Mm. He... Gets to his spots and knocks down shots, and he's dunking on everybody. Like, if you were to design a player, like, you would be like, oh, yeah, he might be like Chet. But you could not give him the will that Chet has, the toughness, the refusal to mm-hmm. let. He, he, he jumps for a block, all right? Then he double jumps, and then he gets a block. I'm like, who does that? It's like he doesn't give up on a play, and, and he's a, he fights, bro. And and you got to look at it. You got to look at it. Like I, I I go back to the greats, right? The greats. One of the things that I've 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 constantly gone in my mind is um, um, Mark and I used to grow up listening about um, Pistol Pete Maravich's um life, right? And how he would always have a basketball around and shooting it before bed and and spitting it on his finger constantly, right? And you know that's what Mark and I did. We walked around with a basketball constantly. And 
I, I look at that, like at Michael Jordan, when he was doing interviews with, um, um, NBA teams, he had a basketball with him, you know, Dirk Nowinski had a basketball with him and, you know, all these other greats that have consistently always had a basketball in their hands. And then I started looking at all these like photos of Chet, like what does he always have in his hand? Always fucking has a basketball in his hand. Like always, if there's a basketball around, Chet has that basketball in his hand. And you start recognizing, you start hearing like coaches say, yeah, he's, he's a gym rat. He like, he, he'll sit there and, and wants to learn more and does whatever it takes. And then you start putting it together. Like this is somebody it's not normal. Like this is somebody it's not normal. And, and as much as we want to say that like Shea is going to be the best player um, that the Oklahoma City Thunder is ever going to have, like people are starting to whisper that maybe it's Chet, maybe it's Chet because if Chet is able to do the things that he's able to do on defense and offense, it's going to open up Shea's game so much more. And it's going to make anything more possible. And we don't know what the cap is at that point. And that's right. why we're here. He reminds we're me figuring out that cap. so much of KD in moments. So much. And, and then so much of Serge Ibaka in moments. And then you start realizing I've, there's never been a player like Chet before. Like, there's never been somebody who can play the game at a level where... Like from perimeter orientated, protect the basket, get downhill, and because you don't want to have a Jeff Green who just shoots threes and doesn't attack. I mean, early career, Jeff Green, late career was excellent. But my point is, like that was why we traded him. Like, like for what Chet is, dude. Like the weight that he puts on him, his shoulder, and the way he finds ways to impact every single play. Like, we're talking about a historical all-time great. The question I have for Coach D. For Shay, for Chet, for Jada, for Giddy, for Dora, you know, do they recognize how mm. great they can actually be? I think Coach is letting them figure it out because Shay has learned to play with Chet yeah. so much over the first 20 games. In the next 40 games, that combo of shade of chat shade of chat shade of chat the more that that is used the more like the better this team will be like, yeah i'm telling you right now dude in the history of the game there is nobody else that i'd want to be in a foxhole more with than chat okay. ever I'm, I'm just saying it dude that guy will get shot and he will get back up and he'll get shot again and he will get back up he's like the terminator out there dude people talked about him being soft about him being weak like he couldn't take a hit, like he would break. Dude, he is breaking people and they are complaining and they're calling fouls. And it's time they change the fucking game for Chet because he is getting ripped off on blocks. He is getting ripped off on foul calls and they need to fucking study some fucking film and they need to realize he's the best fucking defender in the league and they need to stop fucking him, bro. Dude, Jack Harlow says it the best, baby. I'm vanilla baby. That's all we need to know about Chet is he's vanilla baby. That's it. That's it, man. We're special. He's special. We're all in this together, guys. We love you guys. Talk to you guys See soon. You guys.